Okay, welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of Dream, Signs, and the Times. It's been a pretty amazing week for discovery of the mind. Uh, ran into some ideas that I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. Uh, the, the universe just lets you in on it, you know, step by step, little by little. And if you start to cultivate eyes that care about certain things, it's like those little secrets start to reveal themselves and uh, you become a student of the universe like I think we're all kind of designed for. I don't want to say supposed to be because I don't like throwing that kind of, you know, obligation on things, but uh, the fact that we're designed for this stuff is pretty amazing to me. So one of the things that came up as a as an idea is that yin type activities like with yin and yang, yin being the resting portion or the allowing portion of something, uh, that it makes room for uh, yang yang things to happen. So if we're constantly in this go 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 or think 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 mode. We are not giving ourselves room for new thoughts to come in and um, add to that structure that, or the structures that we are working with. And not just the structures, but the thought patterns, uh, any sort of uh, thinking that we have. If we don't go into that state of not, not nothingness, but whatever your idea of the in things, the accepting state. And meditation is a big part of allowing for that I think it's um, making room for these new thoughts and for the development of what you are working on and trying to happen and creativity and all these things Uh, I never thought of it in those terms it was one of those little little nuancey things where I'm like wow okay Uh, not that it needs a reason per se because maybe that's not very yin, yin to come up with a reason for it but an understanding of it is to be in that space is allowing for it's it's expanding space that you have to bring in new information and to work with the other information and uh, allow for movement and uh, enlivening the goal pursuit activities and the um, just development and expansion, ascension, all these things, we need to allow for room for that. And so I like that as a thought. And then I had this um, idea about uh, how other people's vision kind of tries to impede us sometimes. And I've talked about it before, but it got a little deeper this week. Uh, The if you have a vision for something and you're looking for resonance externally, which is, you know, a human nature thing we do, we want that sort of approval from other people sometimes. And I'm not going to deny that I have the same mechanisms huge with me sometimes. And sometimes it goes into that pleaser mode. And I started figuring out that the pleaser thing isn't such a bad thing. It's just when it becomes something that somebody can manipulate in us, then it becomes uh, a, a less powerful way of being. But the idea of wanting to to eradicate pain from the world in certain ways or or help people or see that look on their face where, where it's just like aha moments or happiness and you contribute in, in some way to that moment for them, there's there's satisfaction in that. And I don't see that as a bad thing at all. 
but uh if 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 in that process you uh you address your vision that thing that you're working on or that that thing that you see that maybe not everybody else gets you're going to run into people who resonate with that fear of the unknown and a lot of times uh we've talked about this before also that people are projecting their own ability to handle that situation onto that and then deciding that you are the same as they are which is very kind of self-centered on their part and they're deciding that you can't do it and that's the thing where you have to go I think it would be really helpful to just think okay yes they are coming from that perspective and yes they're they may have good intentions of like oh well I'm going to save them some pain uh, by doing that or I failed at something that I wanted to do so you know I don't want them to feel that or I failed at something I wanted to do and I don't want them to succeed because it'll make me feel bad. It'll make me look bad. And no two people's uh, movement in on this planet is alike. None of them ever. And so for somebody to even begin to compare that, you could be doing the exact same thing and uh, like say being a flute player and do it in totally different ways and realize that your soul going through that particular um endeavor is going to look different than anybody else's so you don't have to match somebody and their their competition there is kind of a, a human construct obviously and competition I believe helps us of course get better at things it sets certain standards but after a certain point it becomes this mastery level where you are really developing your relationship with a craft or something like that and you're going to leave more and more people behind in that pursuit and only you are privy to the totality of your vision. Other people may have been there to some degree, but they don't know what you know. Again, this comes back to that whole tenet of nobody knows more about your life than you do. Yes, people can contribute advice that's helpful. Yes, they can uh, understand to a certain degree, but nobody knows everything that you know about your life because you're the one that has been there the whole time. So applying that concept to this is trust yourself, trust in yourself that the deepest part of that secret is for your eyes only. The deepest part of that secret which will be revealed in the pursuit of that vision is for your eyes only. That is a hard concept to wrap our, our heads around. And I may say it three or four more times. I don't know. We'll see what the universe tells me. But as we're pursuing our relationship with our DNA patterns, uh, these, these things that, that help us with our talents and, and um, uh, our, our presence in the world and the light that shines through that lattice work, uh, how we apply that light to the lattice work of all these things we are born with and experience up to a certain point. And then we take the, the wheel of our experience and go, okay, what am I going to do with this? That last deepest part of your vision for your life, the secret is for your eyes only. That is, it's you and the higher powers, however you want to look at it, I don't care. But accepting that there are places you're going to go that other people cannot tread. That's the, you know, the transpersonal path is a lonely path. At, at that tippy top in that rare air and on the top of that mountain, 
there most of the time there are places that you're going to have to go that are by yourself if you're going to get to the culmination or the um fruition areas and they aren't ending spots they are the beginnings of being able to see the world and experience and feel it and carry that into the akashic records and through our emotions and our reactions i I see emotions as the ink that writes the story in the akashic records for us a lot of times it isn't just reactions to things it isn't just something that is a uh, an energy explosion in the body it this is the color palette and all the things that uh, carry the information in that way into the Akashic Records. There may be more to the Akashic Records than that, but this is one of the aspects of it, that um, emotions are writing the story. And um, it's our our understanding and feeling of those things and how we, we process that that creates this beautiful story. And the more we realize that in those moments where we get to the top of that vision and we realize I I have to see this with my eyes only. Those are beautiful moments and they are the beginnings of that mastery uh, in the world that is just absolutely stunning. So I hope that that uh, lend some insight as to why it can be hard, you know, when you're, you're, you're going after something and then somebody throws a wrench in your your works or you know rock in your path by resonating with the fear part of it it's mostly on them and or you know a vision there's the 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 light side of it and then there's the dark side of it that unknown if somebody senses the unknown on you they're immediately going to go into kind of kind of this panic thing and some people weather that better than others there's a resilience to the the unknown and a trust uh, with your guides or your higher powers, the angels, anything you feel connected with that is is part of that soul energy that is carrying you um, through that lattice work of your 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 directives or how you know what you feel like you need to pursue. Um, it, it's it's that trust in that 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 creates a little bit of ability to withstand those uh, seemingly daunting, dark spots of unknown. Some people have zero tolerance for that, though, or zero resilience or zero ability to get past that and go, oh, my gosh, you know, uh, it's not something I know. So it's scary. Well, they're going to project that onto you. And Again, yeah, I'm all about being as safe as possible because I want to do a lot of this stuff. But I'm also, there's a point where I I will risk, I don't ex- recommend this de- uh, to other people per se, but I will risk, ri- um, like even just right now talking and stumbling over myself, I will risk kind of looking like a like somebody who's kind of dorky or doofusy or uh, even not smart or whatever. I don't care as long as I get to where I'm going, I don't, people's assessment of me at different points, it's like, man, I'm trying this, you know, um, and there are going to be little stumbles of welcome to what it's like to be brave or whatever. And I've seen people hesitate and not even start their lives because, well, I don't want to look bad doing it. And I'm like, wow, I wish... I wish people could feel what it's like to get away from that. Now, you know, when people attack me online, it does bother me. There's no doubt that there's an emotional reaction to that sometimes. But as far as just like looking kind of foolish on a daily basis, it doesn't it doesn't bother me that much. Um, and so uh, hopefully people get to that point where they're just like, yeah, yeah, it's like that's what it takes to get past a certain point. 
Okay, so the third thing I wanted to look look at and talk about today is I had a dream discovery this week. It was so cool because I, I stayed open to the idea, idea of, okay, uh, dream world, teach me what you need to teach me. I always have that running in my head, but I stayed particularly open to it and some stuff happened that was amazing. Uh, I had an incident where I was un happy with the way I looked in a photograph and being older it's like hard to know like I don't know I'm not comparing myself to my younger self or anything but there's just pressure okay being a performer and being out there and all this stuff it's like you know I have angles that make me look my age and then other angles that don't and lighting can be your friend or your biggest enemy or whatever and and then our perception my perception of myself is distorted a lot of the time because I'll go back later and look at a picture and I'll be like why did I get so like haired out about like that picture you know it's not that big a deal or it looks better than I thought it was so I have to accept those things but um I had this like uh, panic about that and then I told myself like um I can take selfies that I like so yeah, not I don't do that a lot but I, I was like you know um it doesn't it was an internal conversation about I'm not stuck in any one way of thinking about my pictures it's like if I have a, a day that I feel like oh I don't look very good then I can take a, a picture the next day well that internal conversation turned into a dream And I realized that dreams are the playing out of internal conversations. And I've been watching it this week and I've had a lot of dreams since I tripped over that idea. And guess what? Many of them were replays of internal conversations. And that's part of the reason I was talking about um, the emotions writing our, our Akashic story because the emotions that I was experiencing in those moments uh, were used to create the dream. It, it was That was the dream. It was like a little film, but not a static film that's just caught on tape, but like a, a fluid film, uh, filming of, or movie of my um, internal conversation. And in the conversation, it showed me my face from uh, my looking at my face like I was a, another person. And it showed me that as I get older, that contrast in the way, uh, like like my makeup, like darker, darker eyes in a certain way, uh, and highlighting and, and contouring and things like that. It was just showing me that creating contrast and and red lips and whatever um, in a certain way was going to be a way to get to my goal of how I want to be perceived. It, even as an older person with the image thing. And I don't see the image as that separate from who I am because it's like I just try to be myself all the time, you know, and uh, that that can be caught in good ways and bad ways, but as far as just like the quality of a photograph. So um, I'm not going to be posing a lot per se, a little bit, but not 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 anything that I wouldn't do do normally. And so, but this dream was teaching me that, hey, don't give up, don't... Um, you know, throw in the towel, be, be something that, uh, you can be now at this age of 56 and, you know, allow, don't, again, don't be intimidated by pictures of the past or, or critical of pictures of the past, just be in, in today and, uh, allow for that. So, um, the thing I would say is to listen to that stuff because I think it is trying to, be run through the the lens of our guides and 
examine maybe some deeper stuff as to why there'd be a reaction to something like that. Because I see that as uh, being my reaction of, of uh, maybe not liking like a, the, way, the way I looked or being in that distortion mode was uh, due to some deeper stuff. And I know what the deeper stuff is. And it was showing me a way to, to live with that and work with that and possibly come to terms with it so that I feel like photographs enhance what I'm doing rather than uh, detract or make me vulnerable in some way. And everything makes us vulnerable in the marketplace or outside, you know, with, with people in certain ways. But there are ways to be happier with how that is happening. And uh, I feel like the dream world was giving me that gift. So this week I'm going to practice with or just practice in general this idea of listening to those internal conversations and seeing which ones end up popping up in the dream world and end up being written into that fluid dream movie and see what it's trying to teach us and why and how we can move through that kind of thing. That's what I'm going to concentrate on. So all of these things are designed to get us to, to pay attention to our power and work through maybe some deeper stuff, but allow our, our minds to, to move us through some of this stuff on the energy planes and uh, listen to what we can perceive as our power and carry us to the next level. Don't let anybody talk you out of your power. That shit is yours. Have an awesome week. <laughs>